Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, November 24th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Eris Protocol hosts a discussion on their latest grant proposal. Let's take a listen. Morning, everyone. Well, morning in Japan. Good to see some jewels in the house. I think this is a really good idea for anyone that is um, making a proposal or a request from the community pool. Um, I think we all should be able to defend any sort of proposal that goes in and answer questions from the community. Yeah, I commend Philip for, for doing this. What's good, y'all? Sajoshi Nakamojo here, a.k.a. Finn Martin, terraspaces.org. <laughs> Just filling in. I'll be here if y'all need help. Awesome. I'm absolutely loving it. These jokes are amazing. It still warms my heart. Every morning I wake up and check the feed. And a new influencer is trying to find out who Joe is. And the Joes are more than happy to let him know. And I love that shit. Damn, I forgot to put my C5 face on. Hold on. Gotta get my chippy face put on. Okay, let's wait for a couple of more minutes and then we can start. Uh, I'm not sure if C5 and Tadanku will even join because they, they rocked us. Uh, see if I just uh, sent me a message. Uh, he's uh, at Thanksgiving dinner and can't come, pr probably. That's fine. It's not like we've had this planned out for two weeks and you knew what day Thanksgiving was on. That's okay, though. From one Joe to another, that's okay. <laughs> Joes will prevail and we'll, we'll make it happen. Yeah, so when we initially planned it, we didn't know it is Thanksgiving today because uh, in Europe, it's, it's not as big as in America. Um, and we thought about uh, relocating the spaces to another day, but Cfi uh, told us everything is fine and he will come. So <laughs> I wonder if Joe Kwon might drop in and give us his thoughts about um, projects trying to read the community pool. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I should have uh, also announced Joe Kwon as well. That's basically the only way to get him to show up in a space is you have to pre-announce it in the heading and then hope that he just magically appears. It's worked so far, so I, I don't know. Rebel, did you say you were in Japan? You just like traveling the world right now in this bear market or what's up? Yeah, well, yeah, so I've been, I've been in Japan for a few weeks. It's been lovely and I am off to Southeast Asia for a bit of sunshine. So I Is this business or pleasure? Um, it, 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 this, this is what I got into crypto for, to allow uh, a sort of nomadic lifestyle where I would hopefully have enough crypto or money just to sort of go and yeah, just do nice things. Um, 
But then I got, when Luna started pumping hard, I got a bit too carried away with, I don't know, wanting to be a millionaire or something like that, or buy a house, um, and forgot the original goal. So I'm just trying to get back to my roots. We started out wanting to buy houses, but you know what? At this point, we'll settle for vans. I saw Tom Green uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. He like outfitted this crazy cool van with all his like podcast recording gear and like beat making stuff and just like hit the road. And like his Instagram was so dope. He would like, he would have his van just out at like some Canyon or something like Arizona one day. And it's just like him with it all opened up with all the gear and shit, just like living the dream. But yeah, I I'd definitely settle for that uh, versus a house at this point. Okay, great. I think we can start. So, um, I, I I will start presenting uh, the proposal um, in the beginning and what Eris is doing. You probably already know it. Um, we are liquid staking and slow burn arbitrage protocol. And over the last months, um, we have been yeah shaping the vision that we see for Terra and uh, what is possible on Terra because Terra is is quite a green field right now. There are not many projects uh, launched yet. Um, so we just try to build um, it up again from, from the bottom. And liquid staking is one of the DeFi um, primitives, in, in our opinion. And um, our vision is to, to provide this kind of stable liquid staking derivative economy. And to, to make it um, stable, um, it needs a lot of different uh, small products or sub-protocols from areas, for example, um, that um, will try to balance the market out. Because the biggest advantage of using something like liquid staking is that you have still access uh, to the value. So you can use it for lending markets um, or collateralize stable coins like the stable from Capapult. Um, by the way, it's, it's great that we see a white paper. And if you haven't voted, you, you should vote on it, that as well. And yeah, so we are trying to build some some ecosystem around liquid staking derivatives. And it's it's not only about um, our AMP Luna we are providing, but we will also um, deploy our products for all other liquid staking derivatives um, that are on Terra. And uh, we also plan to import some more from uh, other economies like ST Atom or even AMP Kuchi or AMP Osmo and so on. So we, we try to build it and we have we have a couple of products um, that support it. So we have the amplifier. This is our liquid second derivative. Um, it's, it's only you, you can deposit um, Luna into it and it will automatically stake it based on some kind of rules to different validators. And you will receive some kind of ticket back, some kind of receipt back. And this can be used in DeFi on on Terra, but also on some kind of other chains. Um, right now, we are, for example, also on Kichira, um, where you can also trade it. Um, and we, we, of course, hope to also get it um, as collateral for USK. And then you have uh, M Compounder. This is uh, the product we have launched uh, last month. Um, it is similar to Spectrum. Um, it allows for auto-compounding of um, liquid, liquidity provision um, incentives. So it will automatically uh, claim Astro rewards and convert it back to the LP and increase your um, LP, underlying LP. Um, there's one main reason we have done this is because AMP Compounder is different from uh, Spectrum. It has, um, it is its own token. 
And th this kind of model is quite important for us. One, because we are in Germany, um, we, we have very weird uh, crypto rules, crypto regulation and tax taxation of crypto. And this means in, in Germany, for example, if you swap um, into a coin or you get a different coin um, and you hold this kind of coin for one year, um, you can sell it uh, without paying any taxes. So it's a lot better if, if you have this kind of uh, swap happening um, in behind uh, where you can deposit your LP token and get some something like AMP LP back. And the second big, big thing is um, having these kind of AMP LPs also allows usage in DeFi products. That means you can uh, use your LP in any kind of DeFi application around it. So it would also be possible to use um, in some kind of collateralized systems or lending markets as well. So you, you can build on the LP and the LP is also generating some kind of rewards in there. And this is also what we have been doing as well for this kind of AMP governance. I will come to that, that later. But um, you, you can, for example, deposit uh, Luna and AMP Luna into the LP and you receive AMP LP back. And this AMP LP is also um, can be used as voting power for for the governance system we have been designing over the last uh, couple of weeks. I think we have been doing it for one, one month around. Um, but uh, I, I will go into the details later on. If somebody um, um, holds their hands up, uh, you have to tell me because uh, I, I don't see it. And I will just continue. Oh, hey. Oh, you got a co-host. Yeah, Max got it. Never mind. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm here. Hey, guys. Hey, Max. Thank you for hey. taking over. Hey, no worries. No worries. Yes, actually, um, uh, I have a question in, in mind. Uh, maybe you can also answer as well. Is uh, I, I saw one of the comments on the Commonwealth Forum uh, from Neptune Finance saying that your LSD is actually a, a, a lot more stable compared, compared to the other LSD. Um, could you explain a little bit in terms of what's the difference in terms of mechanics for yours compared to the other LSDs? Okay, so... Or, I mean, let's say like um, the Luna derivatives. Okay, so um, we, we try to build some kind of products around stability. So one, we try to increase liquidity. So higher liquidity usually makes it a bit stable, more stable because you can liquidate more assets before uh, the pack is being changed from from one Luna to uh, 1.07 amp Luna or something like that. So so these kind of drawdowns when uh, lending market needs to sell assets into the market, um, they they have to yeah they, they will have some kind of price impact and you want to have a small price impact so you don't have any kind of cascading liquidations because if, if the lending market starts uh, selling some kind of collateral because the market is going down which has been doing for, for a couple of months already um, it, it would liquidate the assets and this would lead to more liquidations so what we are trying to do is um, we do two things we try to increase the liquidity on the decks so that the price um, it's not as influenced when some kind of lending market is being uh, selling off um, tokens. And the other thing what we are trying to do is um, that we also create some kind of buy pressure. Um, and we do this by uh, using our slow burn arbitrage protocol. So this is not yet um, built, um, but we, we have the contracts ready. We had the contracts ready for Terra Classic. 
So we still have to port them um, until now. We, we have been focusing on other um, topics as integrations uh, also take a lot of work. Um, but but it's similar to, to this manual app GUI we have been, um, we have deployed. And the manual app is, th this is great because you can see what means to do slow burn arbitrage. You can just um, take uh, Luna, swap it automatically using TFM, router um, to Luna X, for example, and then you can automatically unbond um, the, the Luna X you have received. So this is the, the basic principle of how uh, our app repeater will also work. And um, the main difference for the app repeater is that it's all automatic. And we also will provide some kind of a special interfaces for uh, lending markets. For example, for Neptune Finance, we will have some kind of uh, yeah, we have some kind of. Sorry, I'm I'm getting some some messages as well. Uh, okay, so so we have some kind of interface for Neptune Finance, and they can liquidate collateral directly um, through our app repeater. The pricing of of this will be kind of similar. You you can think of it as as uh, these kind of liquidation queues uh, from Kuchira. So usually the user can set some kind of uh, mark markup or uh, rebate. Um, he he would like to pay something like five percent under market value, and something like this will be automatically done by the app repeater. So it will have always some kind of liquidity in there to also take some kind of yeah liquidations without um, any price impact. So this is what what we are trying to do with the stable market. Right. So just to clarify, so what you're saying here is that the lending market or lending protocols would have an interface for them to do uh, some liquidations for MLUNA um, rather than using just the DEX itself because the DEX liquidity might be actually pretty low. Um, so the, the lending protocol could actually use your, your protocol to uh, basically art, not, not really art back, but swap back to Luna uh, through a different pool. Is that yes. what I'm yes. understanding correctly? Yeah, it. because because this this kind of app repeater is it it will do this kind of slow burn arbitrage, and that also means it always has some kind of lunar liquidity in the pool itself. So it will always try to have um, a lot of lunar unbonding, of course. But based on the market conditions, it, it will probably have something like fifty percent or thirty percent of lunar always ready to go to. To, to use it, for example. And um, this would allow the lending markets to directly access this kind of liquidity and uh, still provide a, a good APY for users as well. So it's it's a win-win, really. Um, or at least we see it that way. Got it, got it. For the app repeater itself, I understand it is the automated slow burn arbitrage. So if... Uh, uh, because arbitraging requires about 21 days for you not to be on board. Um, will there be sort of like uh, an amount that we can't actually claim from the app repeater? Because um, it, when when we want to redraw out from the app repeater, there might be a situation where uh, the Luna is currently unbonding. Um, yeah. Could you explain a little bit on top of the mechanics? Okay, so so app repeater. Repeater works in a way. Uh, I haven't talked about it uh, a lot because uh, it's it's one of our last products we, we want to deploy. Um, up repeater um, has some kind of dynamic um, ratio when when it will do these kind of arbitrage 
um, executions. And in, in the initial version, we will go with, with some, something like um, the pool can use up to 50% uh, of the liquidity for arbitrage trades of 2%. That means if, if the DEX is getting pushed uh, to more than 2%, the up repeater has, has 50% of the capital available. Then we have the next step, something like uh, if, if the DEX is uh, 5% of uh, the pack, it, it should have, and then it can use up to 70%. So um, as long as the pack um, is is not at our maximum definition in our our config, and th this needs to be market specific usually, um, it it still has some kind of liquidity left. Um, later on, we we also want to include um, some more factors than only um, this kind of static. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we have described it in, in detail in our docs as well. So it it has some kind of fixed. Uh, usage um, configuration and we want to move that also to some kind of dynamic configuration that for example the up repeater um, also sees um, the volatility and uh, the the drawdown of markets and if it's expects a little bit more drawdown and so on so it is possible to dynamically fine-tune it a little bit more would it make sense to basically use a larger number of Luna in the up repeater? Um, if let's just say, for example, the up uh, opportunity goes up to maybe 5% or even 8% on a, uh, on a, a massive down, uh, like liquidation kind of uh, uh, yeah. event in this case. Uh, yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah, yeah, sure. It, it, it totally makes sense. It, it even makes sense to do something like, um, if 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 the up repeater is is staying at fifty percent for a longer time, let's say for for a week, and it, it doesn't execute some kind of arbitrage trades, it can slowly also reduce uh, the 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 markup it it would take. So, for example, it could start uh, liquid uh, trading at one point five percent or something like that, because it it can expect something like uh, tomorrow um, we will receive again back. X Luna, so we can trade it today for for a little bit of of um, APY APR. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, maybe maybe I can ask uh, Danku. Do you have any questions for uh, Philip? Hey, no, not really. Um, sorry, Philip, for being late. It's past midnight in Germany, and I just fall asleep. Um, I don't know where Sefi is because he shouldn't be falling asleep. <laughs> late, um, and no, no, no specific questions from my side at the moment. <laughs> Sefi is unfortunately, I, I asked him if it's fine to, to host it on Thanksgiving. And he, he said everything is okay. But uh, now he rocked us and said, oh, sorry, <laughs> too many people. <laughs> Did he say stay relaxed? Just go on. <laughs> Yeah, but, but yeah. happy Thanksgiving to everyone and, and awesome that you are here and interested in, in our proposal. Um, so, so this is one part of, of the proposal and we want to continue building these kind of products. And while we have our proposal is quite big because we explained all these kind of small details, um, I added also some kind of uh, too long, didn't read uh, slides 
where you can uh, see the big picture about it. And we have a lot more planned than, than we have been showing there, but the proposal was already big. So um, we are open to, to any follow-ups or any questions if, if you don't understand anything in the proposal. And we, we will just continue going through it. So stable LSD economy, this is the, the picture currently um, that we are sharing. And one, one big part is this AMP governance part. Because um, we, we have seen, so, so governance is a, a very important topic for us, governance and delegations. Because um, liquid staking protocol has usually a lot of assets um, available. And so, so it's, it's quite unfair, in, in my opinion, if, if the protocol can decide um, who will get these kind of delegations. And also the voting power is gone. So if, if you're using this kind of protocol, you're giving away your voting power to the protocol. And the, the big difference, what we are trying to do right now is we want to do it, um, we, we want to give this kind of voting power back to the user. And this is where our AMP governance uh, comes in. And right now we, we plan to implement the AMP governance with uh, two gauges. If you know, know the curve principle or the Astro Wars from before the, the crash, um, it's, it's usually that um, users can vote for specific pools to get incentivized, something like that in, in very basic sense. And this is uh, similar to how our governance framework, um, delegation governance framework will look like. So you can deposit AMP Luna, Luna AMP LP. So you will still be able to participate in this 50% uh, APY from Astropod. And you will also um, participate in the AMP Luna APY. And you can lock it for a specific period. It will be between three weeks and two years. And based on your locking period, you get a different kind of voting power. Right now, we are planning to do something like uh, you will receive 1.3 factor if you only lock it for three weeks. And you will get up to 10 uh, factor 10 if you lock it for two years. Because two years is a very long time, in our opinion. And what it allows us, um, so. so each user, each wallet can have some kind of voting power. And this voting power can then be used to define um, for which validators you want to, to give your voting power. So if you have some kind of favorite validators, you can go to the VAMP gauge and you can vote for, for example, Danku or for uh, Orbital Command or for any kind of other validator you want to support. So you, you, you will get back your kind of voting power um, that you have lost by depositing into the protocol. And so, so there are, this is the, the first gauge. And currently, we, we plan to do it uh, in, with a waiting system. So 50% of, of the delegation uh, will be decided by this kind of voting power. And the other 50% is the EMP gauge. EMP means uh, areas merit points. We are still not sure about the naming, if, if we keep the areas, uh, merit areas in the name or not. Um, but um, it will be um, so something like, yeah, some kind of karma points that can be, can be uh, yeah, achieved from validators that support the community or run some kind of uh, relayers or infrastructure or run some kind of additional platforms. And there are three ways um, validators can earn these kind of points. One is the community can propose some. So anyone can just 
join our uh, join our um, Telegram, for example, and can just say, hey, uh, last month this validator did something really awesome, and I would like um, to give a point for for, for him. Um, initially, we will have uh, five community members, and each of them has uh, three points each month. So they are very, very uh, <laughs> seldom. They, they are not uh, minted a lot. And then we also have these kind of validator missions. These will be given out by us uh, each month. That means um, some kind of context for collaborations, some kind of um, educational content for the community, like uh, videos on, on the Terra network. Um, but we also want to include this ICF delegation program. It's, it's uh, quite sophisticated and being done uh, for Atom. So the uh, ICF will also do some kind of delegations, not on Terra, but on Atom and uh, on, on Cosmos Hub. And we want to include this kind of delegation program as well. So th this is a big part um, where we also ask for feedback fr from you all because we are not even sure if it makes sense to include um, the EMP gauge or if you would like to do everything with voting by yourselves, for example. What do you think? Right. So j just to, to, just to uh, clarify on the EMP, basically you have a list of items that uh, you ask the validators to do. So let's just say, for example, you are um, creating educational content. Uh, as a validator itself, like what Danku is doing uh, very well, right? Um, and that is actually part of community building for Terra. Um, basically, the EMP uh, rewards this sort of validators um, on the EMP gauge, right? Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, we, we, the, the idea behind this, we want to have validators that are involved with the community because... Um, we, we have a lot of validators um, in, in the active set that do not interact with the community or do some kind of additional help or, I don't know, security audits and so on. Um, and we just want to, to allow validators to earn bonus points by, by um, yeah, interacting with the community and helping the community. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, personally, I do, I do love the idea because... Uh, uh, that's what galactic punks are doing. So galactic punks are creating bounties to educate the public uh, in terms of different protocols uh, in Terra. And I think some of these educational contents are really, really high quality, right? Um, you know, they come up with memes, they come up with videos. Um, th this sort of uh, educational content wouldn't be possible uh, without the educators. Um, and the educators need to be somewhat rewarded. Uh, for the work that they're doing. So this, this fits well with, you know, uh, uh, you know educators like Danku as well. Yeah, personally, I do like that. Yeah, maybe I'll pass the floor to maybe uh, maybe Ryan or do um, you have any questions? Hey, Max. Hey, Philip. How are you? Hey, Ryan. Um, yeah, I was, I was interested to read a little bit about the... Uh, the, the governance uh, side of things, and I'm glad uh, you're kind of clarifying a little bit. Uh, on Specifically on the EMP side, um, have you thought, of, it sounds quite subjective, have you thought about um, like including validated performance metrics as well, or, you know, um, things like uh, making sure that validators are voting in governance and things like that to include as part of that score? 
Yes. So, so this part is, uh, or at least in my opinion, the ICF delegation program will also include um, this kind of stuff, and we, it it is still so. So we will do some kind of point catalog, a, a very transparent point catalog. Um, so, if for example a validator is getting slashed, uh, usually we we don't want to do some kind of negative uh, points, and we don't plan to do it. So we still have some kind of rules for validators that, that join. Um, we will still allow a lot of validators into the into our uh, AMP governance because this is the goal that any uh, validator can join, really. Uh, but but you're totally right. So any kind of proposals that the community would like to see in this kind of delegation program, uh, we are completely open to to include it as well. Speaking about slashing. Um... What's the, uh, are you like actively monitoring validators that are currently in your set? And, uh, you know, because I remember specifically, obviously at PRISM, we had one slashing event and that, um, that actually put our, uh, our, our mid burn off peg for, uh, I think like the, the next hundred thousand lunar that was delegated or something along those lines. Obviously, that was more noticeable because that wasn't an auto compounding, uh, an, an auto compounding lunar. So it was always one for one. But just wondering, kind of, if you're doing any of that sort of monitoring to 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 act before uh, any slashing yeah. event. So we have some kind of monitoring going on behind the scenes. Um, we plan to extend it because right now it's it's super basic uh, only if if the validator is being jailed or not. And r- right now, if it's if it is jailed, we try to contact the validator as soon as possible um, to to get it up and running again. Uh, about double uh, signings, um, if if something happens there, uh, we don't have any kind of control over that. But um, so if 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 something happens for for a validator, we always try to to um to find a way to make our users whole again so it it of course it depends on how big the the protocol is being and we we also have thought about it a lot by the way um we even thought about um putting some kind of um that 10% of our treasury is being used um as some kind of slashing um insurance let's say it like that so we that we that we increase our um, slashing insurance uh, with each day and with each auto compounding um, to have a little bit more to give give the user back if, if something is happening with our validators yeah it makes sense uh, and then and then on the on the lockup side um so i i can understand why a uh, maybe a, a validator might want to uh, lock up some some lunar into the LP to have enhanced governance power to essentially like vote themselves in to have larger delegation. Um, but is there any benefit for you know me as a just a a normal user to to locking up um, lunar into the LP? Okay, so f- for you as a user. Um, you, you can choose your favorite validator if if, if you would like, um, but there will be a, another use case because it will be governance participation. Because right now this um, structure is only describing. So so I have the the image for, uh, in front of me. Um, if if you are wondering, I maybe somebody can post it in into the um, into our spaces. Um, 
so a user will be able to vote on Terra governance proposals, like for example, the Capapult proposal, also with the same voting power. And this means um, the, the protocol will be able to vote on governance proposals um, via this kind of proxy governance um, that the user has in there. So we just want to give the delegation and governance power back to the user really. And um, the user has the choice uh, to, to deposit into um, the, the voting escrow to get this kind of governance power. Um, we don't have any kind of other incentives um, but that's why we also went with the MLP, so um, the user still participates fully in in the Astroport incentives. Um, and our voting escrow is a little bit different from from normal um, these kind of voting escrow systems, um, in the way that you have to lock it for three weeks, at least. And after the three weeks are up, you still have your um, one one x voting power. So you can just leave your MLP in there, but you can withdraw it anytime you want. Um, only if you want to increase your voting power again, for example, if, if you say uh, you want to, this kind of proposal is super important for you, um, you will be able to increase your voting power as well. Um, but keep in mind that the voting power will always be applied um, the next period, so the next week. Okay. Mm, makes sense. I mean, I, I don't know... I haven't thought about it too much, but I, I'm wondering whether there's a way that you could you could incentivize lockups beyond uh, beyond governance power to kind of have more mass appeal. Because I think yeah. the the idea of uh, the idea of locking Luna into like a long term LP is obviously quite beneficial for the ecosystem but i think everyone's probably got ptsd from from what <laughs> happened previously with 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 long lockups and uh yeah you know, so so to take that risk i think you know uh, people might be looking for yeah. an additional incentive and then just one point of clarification one more point of clarification that i had so when you lock the lp um you're not locking into I can't remember what, exactly what the product's called, the one that sort of auto-compounds of the Astro rewards. You can also lock it just just normally and, and, and continue to receive Astro rewards as part of the DLP. Is that correct? No, unfortunately not. So in the first version of, of our governance framework, we will only have MPLPs. Um, I, I I know you're you're right. So so the, the full version in this is version one of our governance framework because we have more planned in the future as well. Um, because we want to have, so, so the, the total goal of it is as well to allow the user to deposit any kind of thing that contains Amplunar. So you could also deposit only Amplunar, I mean, not in the first version, but uh, we are planning to, to implementing that as well, so that you could deposit Amplunar as well, or the Amplunar Luna LP, so you still have some kind of access to the Astropod rewards. Um, but for simplicity, um, we went ahead to only implement it with MLPs um, because then the user still participates fully um, with, the, with the APY and also um, provides some kind of liquidity, which is uh, quite important for us, for the stable economy as well. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah, and so... We think that this kind of governance framework is better than others that are currently being proposed in other systems from competitors from us, mainly because um, it 
it is in our opinion quite fair because um, the user can vote and can delegate um, can decide how the, his power is used and some kind of other protocols um, are doing something like they have their own governance token for that and that also means this kind of governance token will have full control over the protocol's um, funds that are being staked. So that means um, if this kind of other provider um, has some something like 1 million Luna in, in, in its protocol, it would mean that some kind of different governance token now has control, voting power control um, over the network and also the delegation power. And if, if you only have one system, it, it might not be the biggest issue if, if it's quite native. But as soon as you scale it out and have multiple chains, that would mean this kind of governance token will get quite powerful because it can control a lot of different networks. And this is why we also went ahead with this kind of um, governance system just to make it more fair. And we only, so, so everything what we are pre presenting here is firstly, um, if, if we will be funded by, if, if we are funded by the community and we will only deploy it uh, on Terra first. And it, it is still possible to deploy it on other systems, but um, we, we have our mindset for really build on Terra first. And this is where we want to rebuild everything because we see this kind of great community with a lot of different uh, builder teams with great uh, people in there. And we would just like to provide uh, these kind of basic DeFi um, functionalities. And we, we also think that, for example, what we are building here with the voting escrow, uh, the VM gauge and EM gauge can also be used by other projects as well that want to do something like that. Interesting. Uh, that, that's actually one part that I'm just thinking, right? Uh, because the AMHOP Luna holders are actually able to use, uh, or at least able to influence a governance. Does that mean that this Luna holders are open to be bribed? I don't know if bribing is a bad word, but uh, <laughs> okay. everyone loves incentives. Yeah, and, and, and this is something I, I also have thought about. So, uh, do we want to allow validators to bribe voters for, for them? I, I'm not sure if what, what is the answer to that. So something, uh, something, <laughs> something like uh, you have I'm, to you have to call it influencing. You can't call it bribing <laughs> or blackmailing. You can't you can't call it that stuff. Bribing is not necessarily a dirty word in DeFi, right? We we went through this before. <laughs> we, we could call it lobbying. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's, perfect. <laughs> lobbying. <laughs> yeah, some, something like lobbying. We, we we could think about that because it it would be possible something like uh, a validator that charges um, I don't know ten percent commission or five percent commission says, hey, I will share two percent for everybody um, who is voting for me, something like that. So they can provide some kind of incentives. Um, this is all. This is not implemented in in the first version and and would be would have to be done by the validators themselves. Um, but really, I, I think it's it's quite a new um, principle of how we could do delegations and governance uh, for liquid staking derivatives. And 
you also have to see if, if this kind of system works and there is a, some kind of interest from the community. And this is what, what we want to, to build and provide. I think a lot of that comes down to also is like the user base and what percentage of them, first of all, trust their validators enough to make the right decisions. And then the other half of that would be how many of those users just don't interact with governance at all and would prefer some sort of uh, incentivization for lobbying for certain ones. Yeah. Uh, also, you would have these kind of whale validators that have a lot of capital and they would just vote for themselves, for example. So this is also something. Yeah, that exactly. Happen. Yeah. And, and that, that's also one of the reasons why we went with that we start with 50-50 for the VAMP gauge and for the EMP gauge um, because um, we still wanted to, um, yeah, to, to incentivize and reward validators that are doing mostly community work. So even smaller validators that don't have that much capital available um, still can participate and get delegations from ARIS protocol. Yeah, so it's yeah, pretty, it's pretty dangerous on the uh, on the delegation side, but uh, bribing makes much more sense when it comes to actual uh, terror governance, right? So, like the the, the catapult guys trying to get their um, their governance through, and and you know we've got it sounds like there's a there's a including yourselves, there's a, I think there's a proposal from Talis, I think there's one coming from Hermes as well for additional funding. So I think that's where it starts to get a bit more interesting, but obviously uh, it also depends on you guys kind of building up the amount of Luna that you've got in your vaults to, to have a material impact on, on that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and this is why we also have this kind of additional option in our funding proposal, um, this AP option that uh, the, the community, but, but we will not include it in this proposal because it should be separated. And that the community can um, deposit some kind of uh, community funds into uh, ERIS protocol without us having access to it, for example. And this would make this kind of uh, ERIS protocol wars a lot more interesting for validators. Because right now they would fight for, I'm not sure, 500,000 or a little bit less. I will take a look real quick. So they are fighting for 350,000 Luna um, for the validation. But um, if there would be, I don't know, 10 million of, of Luna there, it, it will get a lot more interesting for the validators and they will participate in this kind of getting more AMP Luna Luna locked into the voting escrow and for, for a longer period. And it would also lead to this kind of more stable, a little bit more stable LSD economy, which is super important for all other DeFi products using uh, liquid staking derivatives as some kind of collateral. I see your validator set is actually quite uh, extensive compared to the other uh, LSD providers <laughs> at the moment. Um, but what do you think as, uh, as a protocol itself is the ideal uh, number of validators? Okay, so... Um, I, I mean, this is this is a difficult question because um, Terra allows for 120 validators for decentralization, and uh, we usually try to to select validators uh, that are not in the top five and to to bring decentralization forward to community validators. But uh, this is all a process we are doing currently manually, and we as a team are doing it. So that means there is some kind of subjective uh, 
um, opinion in there. And this is exactly what we want to eliminate with this kind of AMP governance. We, we want to onboard as many validators as possible. Um, it, it will not be that, that we, up, we include every validator. They still have to go through the application process, but uh, we, we will be much more open to list them. Um, because for, for the rest, it's still a better framework in our opinion than we are choosing them and everybody gets the same delegation. So, gotcha. um, um, but for, for optimizations purposes, the, the, the protocol will still only um, delegate to 20 to 25 validators, but uh, the market to get into these kind of 20 or 25 validators this is open, so anybody can can try to get into that as long as he, he has an active validator. Um, even small validators can then uh, cho join the, the ARIS protocol whitelisted validators and fight for delegations, really. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, so, so <laughs> yeah, do, do you have more I, questions? <laughs> yeah, I actually do. Um, towards the last piece of the uh, proposal, um, I don't know about the rest, but I'm, I, I'm Pretty interested to know about the Anchor V2. Uh, I know Anchor, <laughs> Anchor is actually sort of like a mixed bag, right? Some some would have uh, very fond memories of Anchor. Uh, some has, uh, well, not even PTSD. Uh, someone just walked to the grave because of Anchor. Like, uh, <laughs> what is Anchor V2? Okay, so Anchor Protocol, um, it, it was a great protocol in my opinion. It's... It it had its its issues, but the the biggest issue was that it has this kind of fixed rate um, of these nineteen percent, and the 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 it 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 drew in a lot of capital from outside the network, and it grew too fast. And this kind of nineteen percent uh, APY, it it was too high for a too long of a period. So it should have been reduced a lot faster automatically in this kind of dynamic uh, process that has been um, introduced quite late uh, before before the crash. This should have been introduced a lot, lot earlier, in my opinion. Um, but a Anchor can still work. It, it will not have this kind of 19% APY, but it, it is still possible. And this is, um, for us, it means uh, we want to provide um, all kind of yield generating, yield containing tokens um, to Terra. And this is also very mixed with our third part of our vision. This is the LSD liquidity hub. We want to bring in all these kind of different liquid stake derivatives from around the cosmos to Terra and bring also some kind of liquidity to a Terra. So you can use um, any kind of token in DeFi. And for us, um, something like AMP Luna is a token with some kind of yield. And our, our uh, AMP extractor, this is only a proof of concept, really, because it, it just shows, hey, you can extract yield from this kind of yield to generating token and give it to somebody else. And if, if you look closely, it is very similar to what Alliance module will be doing. So you have something like AMP Luna, you transfer it to a different network. Let's say Kuchira, not saying that Kuchira will implement Alliance module, but only as an example, because we are already on Kuchira. And then you could stake AMP Luna on Kuchira network, and the Kuchira network can extract 50% of the yield from AMP Luna and give it to all their delegators. And on the other hand, 50% of their yield of these kind of 
basket of assets will be delivered to you, to the Mbluna staker. So you you can create this kind of shared economic security um, on on Kuchira and also um, participate um, in each other's uh, networks, security of the networks. And this is uh, what we, we think will be quite useful because we, we will bring in uh, all these kind of liquid stake derivatives to Terra. So you have a lot of different yield generating tokens and all these tokens, if there is enough liquidity and we also provide these kind of tools around them to, to provide some kind of stable market for them, um, can then be used for some kind of lending protocol. And lending protocol, okay, th there is Neptune Finance. And uh, to, to make it clear, we are not currently working on Anchor V2, um, but we have a qu quite a vision of, of how it should work. And for us, um, on the one hand side, you have some kind of stable coin from depositors. So you could deposit solid or USDC on the one side. And on the other side, you have this kind of basket of liquid staked assets or any kind of yield generating assets. And this is where we also come back to our uh, uh, M compound again, because you have these kind of M LPs, which are yield generating assets, and you can deposit them on the on the lending side, on the collateral side into Anchor V2. And Anchor V2 would not do nothing more than extract this kind of yield out of these yield generating tokens and convert it to USDC. And now you have some kind of collateral and the user can lend some USDC on it. And yeah, so this is ab about it, what Anchor V2 could be doing. And I think um, there are a couple of people already building something similar like that. And uh, we, we have a lot to do right now as well. So uh, it's, it's not something we will build in the near future. Um, but um, if something will arise, we, we will try to collaborate in, in some kind of way. Um, maybe even with Neptune Finance if when they launched. And um, we also launched our AMP governance and AP repeater. For example, AP repeater will also be very similar. So it will mint some kind of AP, AP token. And this has also some kind of exchange rate uh, to Luna back. And any kind of... Uh, yield generating token that has this kind of ex internal exchange rate can be used um, in in this kind of protocol as well. Does that make sense or is it too crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think you're creating quite a lot of uh, utility for this M Luna, which is very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm 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 surprised that that no one's come and forked Anchor yet and. Exactly as you say, Philip. So there's, there's no reason why you can't have a borrow side that's extracting yield from the deposited assets, uh, well, and then converting that to USDC on the on the earn side, like in a very similar mechanism to how Anchor works. Um, yeah, and and the, the the biggest difficulty really is um, how to do liquidations. This is something we as Ares Protocol team we don't want to do liquidations, um, and. If, for example, Neptune launches and they will also have some kind of liquidation system and uh, Capabult will also have some kind of liquidation system, um, it could be easily integrated into um, something like Anchor V2. So we are still missing the basics really to, to attack this kind of uh, protocol to, to deploy something like that. And the, the complex stuff will also be in uh, how do you... Um, so, so how much of your yield are, are giving back to 
to um, the USDC side because the, the great thing about Anchor, in my opinion, was was not the the high yield, but this kind of stable yield, because uh, any kind of LP or any kind of user and choice, if 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 you could decide to have I don't know eight percent for one year, and it's quite safe to to get these kind of eight percent. Uh, or some kind of volatility between 15 and 2%, I think most would choose uh, probably the 8% that are quite stable and only being changed a couple of months or each each month once or something like that. So th this this would be ideal to have also included in some kind of way. I, I had a question on the on the liquidity hub side of things. So, you know, you, you'd mentioned, you know, bringing bringing liquid stake derivatives of other governance tokens from other chains onto, uh, into Terra. Um, I'm wondering like, how you anticipate uh, building up liquidity for these tokens, given that you don't have like a governance token of your own that you can use to incentivize uh, liquidity pools. I, I, I do see that as a potential yeah. kind so, of blocker to you guys being able to build up significant liquidity. Th this is really a, 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 the biggest issue. So we, we have to to get more people involved and the community need to support as well. Um, it, it will also depend a little bit on, on the Astroport strategy really because um, I think it would be great. So, Astroport, in my opinion, is missing a little bit the the focus or or the strategy, or um, it it is not yet um, public uh, made public um, what their strategy is. So they they will implement the SLAMM, which will connect all these kind of different uh, Cosmos chains with some kind of shared liquidity. Um, but th this is this is. Uh, only tech, but th they still need some kind of unique um, proposal or unique market um, that they are um, providing the user with, in, in my opinion. And for, for example, the Astro Wars are, are a great example of that. So it's it's some something some modern system of of doing these uh, incentivizations. And um, but I, I also think this kind of liquid staking derivate market this will be a huge economy in the future because it um, as, as most of the DeFi will build on it because um, it's it's super similar to to what we have been seeing um, on Terra Classic what happens here right now as well um, and on Terra Classic most of the applications have been building around um, anchor protocol for the yield generation part and then they work with the yield in some kind of way and right now, anchor you, you you don't have anchor, so so you will have to do some kind of diff or at least these kind of DeFi applications, not the um, NFT projects and so on. They they still have other use cases, but these kind of uh, projects have always been building around yield. So we we will see more protocols around liquid staking. We will see more protocols around Astroport as well, and uh, yeah. I think Astroport could go for something like, hey, we want to provide the central marketplace for liquid stake derivatives, and we want to provide it on every um, chain as possible. And I think it would be great to have some kind of marketplace where you can trade any kind of liquid stake assets, really, and use in DeFi as well. Yeah, it's, it, it, it kind of feels like a chicken and egg situation, right? So, I mean, we've seen... 
on terror and its rebirth that you know so for example let's take the example of you guys you struggled to get any liquidity until you had the astroport incentives the astroport incentives came and the liquidity started to build up seeing that i'm sure we'll see a similar thing for bone luna given that they got their proposal passed and uh, you know we'll, we'll start to see liquidity flow into that pair as well but then there's no there's no trade volume because there's no utility uh, yeah. for, for for the tokens right now, but and then, and then it's difficult to provide utility for the tokens without liquidity. Yeah. So you're in this chicken and egg situation. I mean, like B Luna Luna Pool on on Terra Classic was able to to kind of sustain itself without incentives because there was you know significant trade volume because there was demand to get in and out of of B Luna, which created you know trade fees, which then you know, incentivize people to, to LP mm. into that pool. Yep. So yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a tricky one. Yeah. And, and to, to be honest, it's, it's also one of our goals to, to bring out Ampluna as much as possible. That's why we, we have Ampluna at Kuchira. We will bring it to, we have it on Juno, but we haven't make it, made it public yet. And we have it on Osmosis as well. And you, you can connect any kind of DeFi um, system, DeFi protocols to use it. And the goal is really to, to also incentivize or, or bring or start uh, this kind of interchain arbitrage back to life. Uh, also with Mpluna, that there should be some kind of trading volume going on as well. Um, it, it still will take time. And uh, this is why, why we really are here right now at, with our grant proposal because um, right, right now we are in a beer market and liquidity is super tight and super difficult. Um, and it's, it's twice as difficult to get people investing into Luna right now. Uh, ma many people only use uh, what they have been given via the, via the uh, airdrop. Um, and it's, it's really about we need to rebuild these kind of basic applications and um, to start using the system again and bring user into the system. And this is what we, we want to, to continue doing um, over the next um, 6 to 12 months uh, to, to get um, to the other side of the beer market. We don't know how, how long it will take, um, but uh, yeah, this is really the goal. So, so just to like, sorry, Matt, I know you've probably got some questions and I'm just like talking over it here, but um, just like when it comes to the funding proposal, so obviously like you're asking for, it's, it's quite a big ask in terms of like dollar value and I think you're probably going to get a lot of like uh, questions from the community, you know, I, there's, there's not a whole load of people in here hearing from you about, you know, the future of the product. Will people read the governance proposal in full? I don't know. Um, but it's, it, you know, it's a big amount that you're asking for. I guess, I guess the question is, and you've like estimated that I'll see you through the next sort of six, potentially 12 months, I guess, depending on the growth of the protocol. At what point, like, uh, what sort of like TVL levels do you need to get to, to be, to become self-sufficient? Because, you know, there's, let's say, let's say you're able to come back. Let's say you're able to get this governance proposal through. Um, if you come back in kind of, let's say, nine months' time and ask for a, a similar, a similar grant, I, I, I doubt that that will be uh, very well received. So, 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 what sort of TVL do you need to get to to make this thing self-sufficient? Okay, so for, for self-sufficiency, we would need something around 50 million, uh, 10 to 50 million, something like that. 
you know, you, we, we have our own goals. Um, it, it is super hard to predict because it depends on the the API we, we have and also um, about the our AMP, uh, AMP compounder, for example, because right now we are, we are receiving around 50-50 through the amplifier and 50% uh, through uh, AMP compounder from our fees. Um, we, we hope to provide more tools uh, to, to also um, increase our income as well. And uh, for example, if, if the community would fund us, um, we would also um, reduce our fees uh, during this kind of, while we are funded from the community to 0%. So um, the community is also taking this over because it's it's a super low amount of, of uh, fund uh, of uh, income right now. Um, but uh, we would expect something between 10 million TVL to 50 million TVL. So higher is better, of course. And uh, to, to be honest, uh, our real goal is, is going for 300 to 500 million TVL. But uh, this is uh, not something that is possible in the short term. And it, it really depends on the market, how, how it's going, and also how um, Terra will get people back onto the chain. And, in, and just in terms of like any, any pushback, on the proposal, is there like a like a, a message uh, that, that you'd kind of like to say in terms of in terms of why the community should fund uh, the proposal? Yeah, so we we have been here, we have been building the last six months, and uh, we we have been doing a lot of uh, really really many uh, <laughs> hours each week. Because because it 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 might not look like much because it's it's only liquid staking and you can launch liquid staking in one day. You have seen from the Joy community that it's it's super fast. Um, but but what takes time is building a real estate, a stable system and um, bring in collaborations, bring in usages, um, bring bring all this kind of vision back together. And this is what what really takes time. And we have invested a lot of time in the last months. And also our own funds because we, we need to provide liquidity on, on each kind of system as well. And yeah, we, we know the, the ask is big, um, but we also commit completely um, a, any Luna we will receive from the community will be invested into Luna, into the into the Terra network. So we will either work until the, the funds are gone or uh, we have made it or Terra is dead. So it's it's really our goal to to revitalize the Terra ecosystem and and bring it back to life with with great applications with with new integrations with new possibilities something like this kind of anchor v two. I wanted to ask like Max and 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 Danku like you know what are your thoughts on 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 the proposal. From Eris, like I think we like as a community, you know, being in some of the chats, there's kind of a natural instinct to to think, oh, that's a that's a a lot of money that's being asked for. You know, I was making some noise <laughs> recently around the the osmosis uh, governance proposal to fund their to fund their grants program, which was which was a, a, again like a a big number f for what they're doing. But then at the same time, we've got to remember that if we want if we want the network to grow again, then we are going to have to make these investments from the community pool into projects that, that are going to bring TVL and utility back to the ecosystem. 
Yeah, I thought that you came up here, Ryan, to ask to become a marketing member of Ares Protocol, right? When you saw the number. <laughs> um, no, so, you know, um, being now for a long time a validator on different chains and seeing the different proposals, I myself, maybe also coming from a country where workforce is expensive and Ares Protocol, as people probably also here, uh, with Philip being here, uh, coming from Germany, it's like um, also expensive to be here developer and just push things forward. And I'm pretty chilled personally uh, with kind of uh, requests from developers because I think we, if we need to attract uh, talent, talent also wants to be paid. The talent could also go as a developer to Google or Facebook and probably uh, get there a ton of money for stuff that they're doing and if people they it's not only about earning money it's also the risk right people investing here changing their careers and all this kind of stuff and in comparison to what the chain right now is valued at if you take a look at the community pool and all of this it seems like a lot of money but if they're building for a year then i think it's totally fair at the same time um if we take a look right now in terra what is deployed and what is actively working not so much. And Ares Protocol is one of the few uh, teams out there that I think has been pushing hard while delivering and also people can use it. Uh, so that's why I think uh, they qualified themselves to do so. <laughs> can it be 600? Maybe. Could it be a million also? That's why I think just we need to take risk if we want to get this chain back on. This is a risk in terms of it's maybe a bit too much or it's a bit too less. I personally say, let's just try what can happen, worst case, um, Ares Protocol is already live and running. Um, and if they keep on pushing, okay. The the only thing maybe, which I agree upon, and I think it has been reflected on the forum, maybe there, it makes sense to have one or two gates in there, right? And saying, hey, let's come back in two or three months, have the goals been reached, and then we release the second part of the fund, something like that. If people feel more comfortable, yeah, totally fine. I also understand that Ares Protocol wants to just be heads down and building, but uh, I think a middle way could be the way, right? For two or three months, and then again, let's check, is everything on track? It doesn't need to be a governance proposal. It can maybe be a separate multisig. We have to follow down the infrastructure. There can be some uh, community members say, yes, I think everything is fine. We release the next funds, and let's go. Um, sorry, it has been a long monologue, but just some thoughts. Yeah, no, thank you. Awesome. Um, yeah, we, we have rewritten that part about the funding uh, because um, we received the, the feedback and, and the community is completely right. Um, so we will go with a four out of five uh, community, um, multi-sig. Um, I think uh, Rebel is on it, uh, Vinny is on it, uh, Rose and uh, Mark from T TFL. So we we try to keep the feedback and we have made uh, three milestones uh, the first one is uh launch of amp governance which is uh, quite soon in, in in the next two to three months then uh, the next one is our amp repeater so this will be next uh, protocol part and um, which will be somewhere in the q1 to q2 uh, of 2023 and the uh, last 10% of, of the funding um, would be based on TVL measure. So we will try to go for 10 million uh, TVL um, in, in the next six months. 
um, it, it's still uh, uh, for us some kind of magic number because it's, it depends on the market, on the users, and so on. Um, but um, it, we, we just try to do it by, by the community, and we, we can also include some kind of additional um, yeah, safe, safety feature for the community, something like if, if the community is unhappy with our progress, um, that uh, this, this 4 out of 5 multisig can still vote uh, to return the funds uh, to the community pool as well. Awesome, awesome. Um, yeah, I think we've gone like, you know, more than an hour. So um, maybe I'll just do a quick one on the community. Sounds like Anyone Max wants is to come uh, up staying on the fence. <laughs> no, I think I think the proposal itself is a pretty well written out uh, proposal, um, and I, I I do resonate with what Danko was mentioning as well because Terra is pretty new. I think a lot of protocol builders out there are pretty much on the fence in terms of uh, risking themselves on building on Terra, right? So for the fact that uh, Philip and the team is actually building uh, on Terra. Um, the it, it's not really just about the dollar amount, right? It's about the risk that they take. Um, it's actually quite a lot of risk for them uh, for the amount that they are asking for. Uh, it's actually proportional, right? So whether I'm on the fence or not, I think it is justifiable, even for the other builders who propose on community funds. I've expected that amount anyway um, because there's a lot of risk to build on Terra at the moment. Um, and, and, and basically, if... Philip and the team, it's a comfortable building for the next six months or so. Um, I think we as community have to support them a lot more. Yeah. Thank you. Does, does anyone from the community want to come up here and also ask some questions? Yeah, I think, um, no, I don't see anyone coming up on this part. Um, so, yeah, I think, guys, uh, just head on over to the Commonwealth uh, forums itself. Just check it out in terms of the proposal and why uh, why Iris actually uh, in terms of the among all the LSDs out there uh, why we should fund uh, Iris it's a pretty long article so, so get a drink have a sit uh, but don't drink too much <laughs> and read it <laughs> yeah it, we, we will have something like three different uh, levels of detail the first level will be when we put it on chain so it will be a very short summary then on Commonwealth, uh, on top, we have a too long, didn't read. We also added some kind of slide stack. So you have this kind of overview. Mostly what we have been talking about today um, is on there. And if, if you want to to, to rehear the the, um, the space, uh, Terra Space is also shout out to them. Thank you for, for uh, recording it. And you, probably you, you can re-watch it or uh, hear it and just put these kind of uh, slides in front of you and you, you will probably see what I've been talking about. And then there is this full proposal that is quite huge, uh, but we wanted to share all the details, uh, what we are building, and um, it's it's still not even uh, our full vision. It's it's only really a small, small part of it uh, because rebuilding Terra will take a lot of work and um, it will take builders um, building on, on the chain. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I see some some uh, familiar faces on the uh, group itself, like Ray from um, from the Y Foundry. Um, would you want to come up to just ask a few questions to to Philip? Okay, um, so gentlemen, I would leave you because um, yeah, it's 
getting a bit late over here in Germany. For you, Phil, it's probably the same. You're crazy still staying up here. But I need to bring some friends to the airport tomorrow morning, so I'll leave it to it. To shill LSD to the people, a slogan that you should not use in Germany. But, um, yeah, you never know. You need some marketing. Uh, thank have you. a good one. Bye. Cheers, Bye, thank you. And sorry, Max, I had to leave and rejoin. I don't know how long I couldn't hear you from, but I, but I couldn't hear you at all. So sorry if I was talking over you. It's okay, Ryan, because it, that's how you feel probably if you get kicked out of GT Capital, right? That's the thing, the thing right now. But <laughs> <laughs> well, quite yeah, a fun so story. So it was quite a fun story behind that. We found... Uh, we found some secret alpha and contracts that had been deployed on uh, on Terra Mainnet by TFL, uh, and that is one of those uh, one of those tools that was deployed. Uh, and then they swiftly took the front end down so that we couldn't play with it anymore. Damn! Yeah, I saw the alpha or uh, the classic leaker, which is kind of not that active anymore on Twitter. Maybe also brought that to my attention. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's let's see if stuff is happening. Yeah, it's it's weird times, I would say. Um, Terra is not um, going anywhere. TFL seems to be pretty active. Uh, they are still well funded, so I think it's good news for everybody who's holding still their airdrop from back then. Luna two, even if the besting is coming, it seems that uh, the price development will be pretty stable because there is stuff coming. And yeah, I mean, Eris Protocol is here, one of the protocols that is pushing forward besides TFL, which is cool. So yeah, everybody have a good night and then talk to you soon again. Bye. See you soon. Thank you. Hey, Ray. Um, yeah, passing a little over to you. Hey, no, it's a, I've been reading through the protocol. We just, uh, I don't want to make this about what we're doing. We just got our contracts to the auditors yesterday. So it's like, this is the first day we kind of like coming out of the fog. So I've been reading through the, the proposal and it's awesome. I really appreciate that you guys have really thought it out and, you know, you can't get what you don't ask for. So you, you're absolutely right. I've been listening for a little bit into this and you're absolutely right. We, you have to have, like, you can't just build like one month at a time. You have to have somewhere where you're going and not reacting to everything and just building out a vision. So I'm really excited to see how this plays out. And as another builder in the space that would like to stay here and work, um, I appreciate you being on the forefront and taking the arrows for the rest of us right now. <laughs> yeah, we, we will have to see if, if it works or not. But uh, we, we love building and we love shipping and it is, it is quite fun to build here. Uh, even even so, uh, sometimes we are probably a little bit too emotionally invested into the ecosystem, but it's also a good thing because we want to build great stuff and, yeah, just continue building, really. Yeah, and especially, you know, keep your confidence up because I think all of us are pretty smart about things. And if you look at, like, where a lot of the detractions coming from about those of us building on Terra and saying, look, we're, we need to eat. So we either need to go figure out what we need to do for food or we can stay here and build. The people complaining about that are not, they're a lot louder than they have influence, I think. So I, you know, like I say, stay strong in it. And, and I'm really excited to see like a cohesive vision for a suite of uh, liquid staking, um, you know, tools and, and derivatives from from you guys 
Awesome. Yeah, we just we just need a um we just need a synthetics market now and then we're back in business, right? Do you know anybody who can build it? I, yes, but I, I don't know if anybody wants to build it from the legal repercussions of it. Yeah, that's the issue, right? Yeah, I think depending on where atomic commits start to come in with IBC and and updates to IBC, I know there's like a Comdex is is got a uh, synthetics market that they're building out. So if we can start interacting with Comdex on it with atomic commits from Terra, um, we'd be able to start utilizing that market. Yeah, that would be cool. Okay, so it's getting late for me too in Germany at one o'clock. Yeah, more yeah, questions? I think uh, <laughs> uh, I don't see any questions from the community. So probably we can just wrap it up. Um, thanks, thanks for jumping in and, and basically have a discussion with us on this grant proposal. Um, yeah, cheers to the speakers as well for coming up um, to speak. All right, thanks so much, Philip. Thank you. Good luck with everything, sir. Good luck. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Eris Protocol Grant Proposal Discussion, recorded on Thursday, November 24th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way Resuscitating major players in the waiting room Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shroom Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news To let us know what we should believe is the latest truth Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role Sorting through support from your endorsements Of course we're tripping balls, handing reports in the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the lash, letting rhythm scratch Oh shit, spitting facts with my vision smash Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastised into digging holes in the back nine the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of peck of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Spaces.